hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. But when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all that information overload and choose what governs our lives? As we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Right, Jeff? Right, Joe. I'm so glad you agree, because we're shooting this episode anyway. (laughs) (laughs) One way or another. This has to come out. One way or another. Okay, so... um, yeah, we have a, a, a submitted question. Would you like to get into the submitted question, Jeff? Yeah, more than anything. Or would you like to ask a question? Mm, no, I don't have any questions. I have only answers. <laughs> and that wraps up today's episode. <laughs> All right, well, today's question comes in, and it says, what does God say about dating in high school? Mm. I've really been struggling with loneliness as a sophomore girl in high school because it seems like everyone I know is pairing up, and they all seem really happy. I really want to find a forever life partner someday, but I also know that there are people in high school who put their whole identity in their significant other. I don't want to fall into that trap of idolizing someone, especially because I love this, uh, especially because scientifically my brain isn't even fully developed or whatever. <laughs> I, it's so perfectly stated. Uh, like the, yeah, the or whatever, it's my favorite. Anyway, is it okay to date in high school? And if so, what boundaries should be set? Thank you so much for your podcast. It's a great question. Jeff, did you date in high school? Uh, I did date around. I didn't have like a steady girlfriend. No, I couldn't hold a girlfriend down more than two weeks personally. Yeah. So I'm, didn't, not, yeah. I'm not sure I wanted one, but but the what what's where I sympathize with this question is like I had friends that had they were like massively in love and they were mm-hmm. gonna get married. And in order to do anything with them, I had to get a date. You know, so <laughs> sure. th- that's part of why I dated. I wasn't like a, a player kind of a thing. I was just like, I don't know, like if I don't want to be the third wheel, mm-hmm. somebody should go with me, yep. kind of a thing. So that's that was my high school career. So it was, and I wasn't exactly a catch, anyways, in high we school. Know. Later on, though. <laughs> I'm saying, if you're watching on this this on video, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, this is the second time this episode that we should just go ahead and end this episode early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? What does the Bible say about it? Uh, it doesn't. So the Bible doesn't talk about dating. Um, honestly, if you were during biblical, if you lived during biblical times, you would have been married way before high school started. Like you were gonna get married at 13, 14 years old. Um, so that's just the way the ancient world worked. And there was no high school, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, so the Bible isn't going to address it directly. This is this is probably what I would say. When you think about dating, um, I think what you have to remember, or what I would enc- how I would encourage you to think, maybe, is that every dating partner is a potential marriage partner. Mm-hmm. So when you're dating, I don't think it's a send to date, um, but I want to define what dating is. So dating is um, social interaction. Dating is the birthing of romance. Dating is not sexual activity. It's not hooking up. Like it, it's the the interpersonal interaction between uh, a man and a woman that can go down a a romantic path, right? So I don't think it's a send to do that. Um, in fact, I think there's a side of it that can be healthy sure. if you utilize dating. So if you utilize dating as a way to, to look and say, 
every dating partner is a potential marriage partner. Once I know this person or I understand this trait about them, is that something that attracts me to them or is that something that causes me to look and say, maybe I should change what's on my list a little bit? Mm -hmm. What dating has turned into in our culture today is it's, it's turned into a pressure uh, so like a promposal, as an example, I don't think it's a sin, but I think it's pressure. It's super pressure. It, it's pressure to be asked. It's pressure to be turned down, and it's all public. Uh-huh. You know, and I know that you work the back channels, and your friends kind of know you're going to say yes and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just like, wow, that's a that's a lot of pressure. Dating is very very public right now because of social media. Mm-hmm. So, like, I declare myself in a dating relationship on Instagram or um, those kind of things. Uh, and then there's a sexual pressure to it, for sure. for sure, right? And so I think if you can get outside of all of that, and dating is a, is a thing where you look and say, I'm, I'm defining the relationships that I really want I'm exploring the type of person that would make sense to me, um, and then I'm I'm committing all that to the Lord. Like I'm mm-hmm. trying to honor God with my life, my attitude, and my body in that process. I don't think you're dishonoring God with with dating, and I think that can be really healthy, mm-hmm. right? So I remember when I was dating. I haven't dated in a long time. I'm been married for thirty years, so it's been a long time since I've dated. But I remember thinking, uh, th- I remember this one thing distinctly. I remember thinking, I want to marry a girl who's really hilarious. And then I dated, I went on a couple of days with a girl that is just like hilarious. And I'm like, I don't like this because I like to be the center of attention. <laughs> like I, I thought I wanted that, but I don't want that. I want like, uh, I want like the straight man. You're like, I want her to laugh at me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know that exactly. So it's just stuff like that where you're like, you you think that you idealize that, or you know, there's a celebrity or something that you have your crush on. And then you get into that in the real world. You're like, that doesn't work for me, or that's not at all what I thought it was. That can be the the purpose of of dating, and that can be done in a healthy, godly way. Now, let me also say this: the Apostle Paul does say that it's better to be single, and it's better to be single because you don't have to concern yourself with the needs of a person that you've obligated yourself to. Now, he says that in the context of marriage. But there's some principles there for for dating as well, because when you're dating, whether it's the melodrama of dating or whether it's just the time and the energy that keeps the, that it takes to keep a relationship going, if you can at the stage of life that high school is especially focus your attention on serving Christ, focus your attention on loving people mm-hmm. who are uh, feel unloved or unlovable. I think it's a better investment of your time. This, ironically, is what happens. When you focus your attention on serving Christ and loving people who are unlovely or unlovable, and you are confident in who you are, and you don't really need a a man or a woman to affirm that in you, you wind up becoming very attractive to people, and they want to date you. Sure. Right? 
So I, I would tell people that I would say be confident in who you are, uh, know who you are in Christ, find, get your work to get your needs met there, give your attention to loving and serving people, run after Jesus as hard and as fast as you can, and when you're up to a full sprint, look around, see who's keeping up with you. Sure. And uh, if somebody is running that hard after Jesus also, you know, get their number, <laughs> kind of a thing. Uh, but but redeem dating, value dating, don't get lost in it. Yeah, that's really uh, interesting. She, um, our, our listener says, like, you know, they, these, these, student friends of mine, they put their whole identity in their significant other. And you touched on something there, like, you got to be confident who you are in Christ. Now, is that something that shifts? Like, I I think this is a really important thing, because they're aware that their dating partner in high school shouldn't be everything to themselves. Like, does that shift when you get married? Did you find your identity in your marriage? No. That that principle plays all the way through. Hmm. If your spouse becomes your obsession, what you've done is you've made them an idol. Interesting. Uh, if I look to Heidi to meet all of my spiritual, emotional needs, I'm asking her to be God. Yeah. She's not going to be able to do that. She's going to let me down. I'm going to be hurt, and I've set her up for failure. So marriage is about giving yourself away. It's not about taking in dating, that's what you need to practice. And mm. that, that's why sex outside of marriage, it's one of the reasons why it's the Bible says it's wrong, is because it's selfish. Inter- yeah. You're just okay. taking from someone. So mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, it's kind, it, 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 it wants what is right, it doesn't want what is wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to see all that in, in dating. And what you're going to find is that very, very few people in high school and maybe even college are mature enough to deal with that. Mm-hmm. If you're dating to get your needs met or your self-esteem met um, or have purpose and meaning in your life and you that person you're obsessed with and then you marry that person, you're actually going to have a miserable marriage. Sure. And, and it's going to cause pain and separation and, and uh, you're going you're gonna to hate it. And one of the things I, I uh, said to Heidi when we got married, and she said it back to me, is we looked at each other and we're like, I will always love Jesus more than I love you. Mm. Uh, because there's times in marriage, I've been married for 30 years, so I've had a quote-unquote successful marriage, and I'm happily married. Like, I really like my wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's great. Um, when I look at marriage, like, like there's times that Heidi is not lovely. Sure. And there's times that Jeff is not lovely or loving. So if if we're waiting on each other to meet all those deep needs in our hearts, we're, we can only fail each other. When I look at Jesus, when I don't feel like loving my wife, I yield to Jesus' definition and direction of my life that tells me to. Because yeah. there's times my wife feels like an enemy. And there's times I feel like an enemy to her. And Jesus is like, yeah, I love him anyways. And we could, we could go down that rapid trail as far as you want, but dating is discovering all that. And, and when, when she says, you know, they're, they're, my, they're, they're each other's everything, I'm like, oh, man. That means that they don't have a lot. Right. 
and that's not going to the chances of you marrying your high school sweetheart are really really low for one thing and the chances of you having a Christ honoring marriage uh when you've been dating from high school like are are you are you telling me you're going to start dating what she say she's a sophomore in high school mm-hmm. you're going to start dating somebody extremely seriously as a sophomore in high school and you're going to marry sexually pure mm. like it can be done mm-hmm. it can be done but i'm like we uh that's difficult mm-hmm. so why let it go that far that fast why not delay that mm-hmm. when you're older mature and in a different position like to to act on a marriage vow it, it's just all of that where i think in high school you you have to like find that value sure yep and you have to live by it um i think the students that i see that could date but don't need to tend to be the healthiest and they tend to have the best high school experience yeah uh, kids that want to date but can't tend to feel rejected and have like a low self-esteem uh, kids that want to date and can but get lost in it wind up coming out of high school with no friends because you probably break up when you go to college and then you quit investing in all your relationships and they're usually distant from the church distant from their friends distant from their family and when that relationship ends they wind up with nothing kids that balance all that out um they enjoy the other person's company the other person is brought into the family circle they're brought into the circle of the church but they're not obsessed and with each other 24 hours a day they still feed their friendships they still do ministry they're i think they're doing it the right way and i think it honors god yeah that's really really good i think that's really helpful too because it's it's mostly that aspect of like who's the the object of your obsession in life. Is it God? Is it you becoming who he created you and wants you to be? Or is it this person that you're trying to date or that you're dating? If anybody is a singular obsession, they're an idol. Yep. I mean, or anything. I mean, that hands down, that's outside the bounds of what God would want for yeah. you. And that goes into anything, even your best relationships, yep. parents, spouse, kids. Um, now, this is a little bit on the spot here, Jeff, but um, what would be... Um, some signs that you're dating someone you likely shouldn't be. Uh, if you're if you're living se- if you're acting in a sexually immoral way is is, e- is an easy one. Um, if if they are controlling you, mm. um, or or their response is controlling of you. Um, if you have isolated yourself from friends, if you have isolated yourself from ministry. Um, if if uh, you would rather be with that person than your own family, so you'll work at that relationship, but you won't work at your relationship with your family. Um, if there's a if there is a, an obsessive, um, controlling, manipulative piece of it, mm-hmm. all those kind of things, like th- that's just an unhealthy relationship. Period. Yeah, that's really really helpful. It's amazing how blinded we can be when we're in the middle of that relationship. And so having a few objective markers to look at and honestly evaluate, is this a relationship I should be in, is sometimes the only hope that person has to realize maybe they should get out of it. Yeah, that, those, that relationship, everybody longs for it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the longing's bad. 
you just get addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And, and it feels better. See, it, feel, it, it feels better to be worshipped by another person than it does to work through the angst of being a part of your own family. It's an immediate rush and an immediate um, satisfaction to be with that person than it is to do the ministry of the church. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to. So in your mind, you're like, I don't have to work at that. And and then we have Disneyfied everything. <laughs> so it makes me happy. My dreams come true, and I'm living out my wishes. Yeah, I'm like, that's not. That's actually not healthy. Right. And it won't play out that way for your lifetime. That's not the way marriage works. Mm-hmm. It's not the way long-term relationships work. It's not the way that parenting works. So so you're you're addicted to an idea. Then you get into a reality. This is where couples will get married. Reality sets in and they'll look and say, "Well, we don't love each other anymore." And I'm like, "That's interesting because love is a decision. It's not a feeling." Mm-hmm. So you're actually just choosing to separate. Right. And, and I'm like that. That all got laid down. It, I did a series. Um, maybe we can link to it or something on this podcast. But I did a series called "It's a Match" mm-hmm. um, a while ago, and I talked about dating, and then I went into marriage and and um, what I said was this: uh, nobody ever gets married with the desire to get divorced, but it's fifty-fifty if your marriage is going to make it. But nobody ever goes to the altar. Everybody who's ever gotten married is like, "This is different. This is going to work out. We're different." Yeah. And fifty percent of them get divorced. So I just ask a very simple question. I was like, "What if I could show you a way to not get divorced?" And then I went into the scripture, I showed them principles for dating, what a godly woman is like, what a godly man is like, and what a godly relationship is like. And I'm like, if you build the foundation of your marriage on this foundation instead of that one, uh, your chances of staying married are, are huge. So I'm going to, these stats are not exact, but they're represent, representative. I, I did this research a few years ago. So there's a 50-50 shot that you can get divorced. Um, if you and your spouse uh, pray together every day, it, it drops to 45. If you pray together and read your Bible every day, it drops to 40%. If you pray together, read your Bible every day, and you're involved in the biblical community, it actually drops to 30%. If you pray together, read your Bible every day, are involved in the biblical community, and regularly attend church, it drops down to 10%. If you do those four things and you both strive to make Christ the center of your life, it's almost nil. Mm-hmm. So you're just looking and saying, I'm going to, in my dating relationships, I'm going to learn to build Christ in as the center point because I don't want to go through what I went through when my parents got divorced. Right. So you, it, dating, you. It's healthy when you practice or investigate that. It's painful when you don't. Mm -hmm. And the idea that it's going to be different is uh, is a far-off idea. You can certainly mature and come to Christ and have a different marriage than your dating relationships, but if you're going to play the odds, you're probably going to be married the way that you date. Sure. And if you're in a tough relationship right now, I, I've had people in the past come to me and say, 
we're dating and we're at each other's throat, will you do counseling for our relationships? And I'm like, no, you guys should break up. Uh, because if you cannot be healthy in dating, you're going to be completely miserable in marriage. Everything that affects you or hurts you or drives you nuts in dating is going to be amplified tenfold in marriage. Mm-hmm. Right? So if it's not working naturally now, it's not going to work naturally then. Um, the stats say that if you live together before you're married, your chances of divorce double. Yeah. And those are not those are not Christian stats. Yep. That's just like government stats. Mm-hmm. So dating is the foundation of all of that. And this is where like looking and saying, I actually want to date, but I'm gonna date in a healthy way, in a Christ centered way. That's the habits that will carry forward and that's the that's gonna give you the best shot. Uh, of having a, a, a Christ-centered, healthy marriage on the road. You're yeah. just learning to do it now. Yep, it's awesome. I would, hope... would you rather learn to eat healthy or lose 100 pounds? I mean, I'd rather uh, learn to eat healthy. Yeah, so so if, if that would have been a habit and the weight never went on, mm-hmm. right? it'd be better, right? It, it would be. Doesn't mean it can't be done. It just means it's harder. It is. And then you have to fight it those. It is. Ha- That's not hypothetical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Joe, I'm, I'm serious. Like Joe has actually just done this, mm-hmm. and now you have to fight those habits the rest of your life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because you still want to pound that pizza, mm-hmm. right? So I, that's what I'm talking about. And what's hard for our, our listener here in high school? It's hard to believe that in high school. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, and it, it's hard because. All your buddies were just pounding pizza all night in high school. Yeah, and it's that's those habits. I, I think uh, food and our food habits are great metaphors for a lot of things in life. But um, I can remember back to high school and my obsession. Personally, I had that obsession of wanting to find the girlfriend, wanting to find someone to date, wanting, and it never worked. And I think that's even one of the reasons why when I did finally get a girlfriend time to time. It only lasted a couple of weeks because I over-elevated yeah. her over everything. And it felt weird. It's like, dude, like back off. You know, like I was basically a smothering boyfriend. Yeah. And um, but I was she was supposed to feel to fill everything I was missing in my life. I wouldn't have said that out loud. You didn't know that. But that's very much how I operated. Yeah. I had all these holes, I had all these insecurities. And if I could just find a girlfriend, all that would go away. That's a lie. Matter of fact, a lot of times they they amplified it because I realized, well, wait a minute, if I'm still insecure around you, if I'm still uh, feeling empty and void around you, then what's your problem, or right. what or what is my problem? Is it that deep? And so, because I was putting all of what's supposed to be the pursuit of God on top of the pursuit of a significant other, it was actually destroying the very thing I thought I wanted from the from the get go. Uh, and it wasn't until I found Christ that I started to put that in the right pecking order. And someone was just talking to me about their 
uh, marriage. I thought this was really, really cool. They said, we just shifted the idea. It's less about us pursuing each other and more about us pursuing Jesus together. Yeah. And so the same thing happens when we face a problem or an issue. It's not you versus me, it's us versus the problem. And so you, you, you switch up the platform from which you're standing from the very, very beginning. I'm not trying to impress you, you're not trying to impress me, we're trying to hold hands and pursue this life with yeah. God together. And I thought that was great, um, because you do. You shift the object of your life's goal, and suddenly you have a partner in life and not the, the one that you're trying to, um, to, to, to pay all of your life's worship to. Yeah. So it's really, that's really, really helpful, Jeff. Thank you for walking us through this. And um, in an odd way, this flooded back some of those high school insecurities, <laughs> so I can understand at least a, a part of uh, why our listener would ask these questions. And you have a math test in the morning. And I have a math test. Oh, that's, <laughs> math was my best subject, so no problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, not anymore. That ship has sailed. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you, uh, listener, for submitting that question. If if you would like to submit questions, you can do that at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. We'd love to dialogue about that and begin to point uh, towards Jesus in all of these questions. If we can help you take any unique next steps, if you'd like to sign up for our um, speed dating program where you can meet your significant <laughs> other, uh, we don't have that. But if you would like to take those unique next steps, we'd love to help you in any way that we possibly we can. And of course, if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you're looking for a community of people to pursue Jesus together, you can always join us here on the weekend. Thank you so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. We'll see you next time.